Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to The Raider and the Saint. chance to walk out that door right now. <laughs> That's a good one, Todd. Good. That's what I wanted to hear. Because in this silver slice I have in here are 1,984 ounces of beer. Golden, delicious beer. And no one leaves here until we finish every single last drop. I record that way, so it's just... Crooked hat. <laughs> oh, is that way? <laughs> and plus, even if I didn't wear a hat, I like to hear how I'm sounding out here. Oh, okay. So what do you hear out of that? Just me? Yeah, or and it kind of sounds kind of low, so I don't even know. But I can hear you out here. So. Oh, I'm probably because I'm probably coming. Do you hear yourself in that ear? Uh, check, check, check. I can hear myself a little bit in this one. So let me switch. Yeah, it, maybe. Yeah. How's that? It's the same. It's the same? Yeah. But I can hear you out here, so I'm good. Oh, okay. Yeah, so going back to <clears throat> gambling, I had this bookie who's a, co- a co-worker of mine. Mm. I'm not going to say any names because people who listen to this podcast know who he is. <laughs> so what he would do when we when we lost, he was in such debt. He would take our, our losses and he would give it to whoever it was and say that, that was his money oh. and say he was waiting on us. So every time we would lose... He'd be like the next day, hey, I need that money. I need that money. Yeah. But then if 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 we won, bro, we wouldn't get our money. I had a homie, he, he was old, like a little over $1,000. Wow. Yeah, that's no good. And he just kept, because he, what he, because look, if, if, if I lose two grand. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the next, and I pay you that Monday. And then the next week I lose like, say I lose $100. Yeah. Are you really going to search me for 100 bucks, dog? Or are you just going to let me route it over? You know I'm good for two grand. Yeah, if you pay two grand. You know, yeah. um. And so that's how it worked. It w- would be for a couple weeks. But if I hit something big like seven hundred, or I lost seven hundred, I-, I would pay that. Yeah. Just something small. Let me let me just you know rerun it back real quick. Right, right, right. And yeah, man. So when that happened, he finally got caught. Um, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know the details, but uh, he he no longer fucking he's he's not a fill. Well, I'm sure he's got another affiliation somewhere, you know. Because yeah. once you're a gambler and you got that problem, you're always gonna yeah. continue to find ways to gamble so i didn't gamble last year all year i would make a couple bets through my friend who mm-hmm. who had a bookie um but then your your wife told me that you were a bookie or something like that and i was like what and then yeah so i well, still I yeah i can get accounts oh okay yeah like my friend i'm not yeah i i wouldn't want to take that kind of risk like let's see um phones to uh airplane mode i can hear the static for some reason the static comes. it's all good man we I should say that every time, but I always forget. Yeah. So, anyways, man, you ready to get the show started? Yeah, you got like a bionic ear, huh? <laughs> well, I'm so used to it now. I That's can hear, crazy. I can hear it crackling. Damn. Um, yeah, man. So, you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's roll, man. Yep. 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in once again. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola. This is episode 55. The date is November 15th. The year is 2020. The location, I'm in downtown historic district in beautiful Santa Ana, California. Just want to once again thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in to listen to this podcast. Thank you for supporting me. I couldn't have done it without your guys' support. The podcast is growing. Like I say, every week it's growing. The listeners are tuning in, and I want to thank you guys. It means so much to me when you guys tune in and listen to my podcast. Even sometimes it might not be something super important or you might not learn something. But for me, it's, it's an honor to sit here and, and be able to podcast and, and have the freedom to do that. So like I always do, I want to thank my past guest, Mr. Eric Sanchez. Thank you, my friend, for showing up last second. It was an honor to have you on the show. Everybody like listening to you, man. So keep grinding. Keep pushing, man. I know you're young. Pretty soon you'll be making the dollars like like a lot of the UPS drivers that do. A lot of the UPS drivers you know. So once again, thank you so much, Mr. Sanchez, for coming on. I look forward to seeing you soon. My guest today is, is a new guest. He is well-known throughout the hip-hop world. I'm just going to bring him in, Mr. Rudy Moreno, a.k.a. Beyond Acid Rain. How do that? What up, what up, what up? What's going on, man? What's How you going doing? on, man? I don't know. I'm not used to having podcasts at like four in the afternoon, man. I'm usually <laughs> usually in the morning. I'm a lot fresher, man. Oh, man. It's, it's all good. Sorry all for good. the intro, man. So what's going on, man? Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Uh, you know, just hanging loose. I'm celebrating right now. We we both are. The Raiders just hit the, got that victory. Raiders! Yeah, so, you know, we definitely got to celebrate that. Oh, we're so. taking it all the way so, this year. So uh, here, here's a cheers to that. Oh, right yeah. Here. Cheers, man. Yes, yes. I'm drinking an IPA. What you got? I uh, just stick to my Coolers Light. I got IPS too. I nice. switch it up. Nice, nice. I just do Coolers Light and stuff, man. So where you, where'd you grow up? Um, I, I grew up kind of, I mean, L.A. County base. I just bounced around. I went to high school in, uh, to Roland Heights, uh, Roland High School in Roland Heights. My uh, grandparents lived in um, East L.A., so that's always been like home base. So I've always been back and forth. I lived in El Monte, but ping pong back and forth between uh, East L.A., uh, El Monte, Whittier, San Gabriel, mm. always hung out in different um, cities, different pockets of the time. So I kind of feel like I'm from like all over. Um, early on, we used to do every Thursday night, me and my uh, my homies, my rap partners, hung out in um, in L.A. on 43rd and Lamert at Lamert Park, uh, at Crenshaw, 43rd and um, and Crenshaw Boulevard mm -hmm. at Project Blowed. So there was like a lot of times we were just everywhere in L.A. Then through that, we met friends that lived on the West Side. So I just kind of feel like I'm from all over just because pockets at times consume me in different areas. Mm -hmm. What made you get into hip hop? Well, tell a little bit about your, your, your hip hop life. How'd you get into hip hop? Uh, I mean, I mean, I think it just really started just naturally when I was young. I really just liked rhymes in general and how rhymes fell together and mm -hmm. just thought it was cool. So when I was really young, I would just practice rhyming. And How old were you? Like maybe like six seven eight Holy just shit. trying to just you know just nothing serious just not even thinking i want to rap not even really understanding or knowing about rap just knowing i liked rhymes was it did your parents ever listen to music in the car or at home that they might they i mean i i was i mean yes and no like my parents were really uh my mom was really like hardcore christian and so she didn't really listen to much of the radio but when i was you know, at my grandparents' house or other mm. places, or when I was by myself, I would listen to the radio. So it was kind of like limited at, at what I could hear. And besides on the radio was, 
there was a lot of mixture and it wasn't all just hip hop and rap. So, you know, so I was more just interested in, in like, uh, like songs that I would hear that I would like. So one of my friends, my friend Frankie, I don't know where he got this from, but he got this mixtape and it had, uh, like all kinds of songs. It had, um, 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 uh, J, uh, what is it called? JJ Fed and I'm here to rock. It had, um, <laughs> those chicks. It had, um, um, Two Life Crew. Mm-hmm. It had some easy. It had like just a mixture of a bunch of dope hip hop and, and just crazy and just some like nasty raps. And so we would just bug out and laugh. And then from there, I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, interested in the hip hop. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. So I started listening to more hip hop. And then I grew like, as I got older, I you know I find out like about the Far Side and Souls of Mischief and Del the Funky Homo Sapien and Ice Cube and so Cypress Hill. So like a bunch of just hip hop, just like. Uh, was something that was just like once I knew that it existed, all these different groups just have you know I, I found out about and learned about. Mm-hmm. And primarily, I learned once once I met my, my rap partner Gaja. I met we were about thirteen or fourteen, maybe fourteen years old when we met, and he had just a huge library of. Uh, Is that the guy that's always standing know? next to you? Yeah, he's the guy that's always okay. Yeah, he's okay, like, he's my rap partner. We're Acid Rain. We've we um, been rhyming together since we were you know like. 14 years 14 old. 14 years old, okay. So now, you know, now we're old men, mm-hmm. so it's been a minute. But he's the one who kind of opened me up to how big underground hip-hop was back then. Mm-hmm. And since then, I mean, this, to me, underground hip-hop doesn't even really exist anymore. To me, hip-hop, because before it used to seem like it was either your commercial mm-hmm. or your real, you know, hip-hop. And then mm-hmm. now it's like hip-hop is so huge. It's its own genre, I think, mm-hmm. where there's like so many so many different genres within hip hop. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, which is, which is awesome, I guess, you know, evolution of music and mm-hmm. just how, how creativity. So, you know, so for me, hip hop has just always been something that's just been in my life. It's mm-hmm. just music. It's just been something that, that I've been driven by. Mm-hmm. And it's just throughout time happened to be like a main focal point that helped me uh, to be successful in life, even mm-hmm. without, not even like through music itself, but using music has been a tool that helped me just be real, you know, get me to where I'm at in life, and I'm happy with where I'm at. So, mm-hmm. you know, music's you know amazing for me. Hip hop. I see that you're 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 still coming up with new music and stuff like that. But going back a little bit, when was your first? I know you do performances and stuff like that. I've seen a couple of your YouTube videos. When, when was the first time you actually hit the stage or you you had a, you had a gig? Did you work up to it like freestyle in a month? your friends and then all of a sudden like having a, a high school talent show or stuff like that. So that, that was like my, our first, my first real show attempt was at a high school talent General show. show. Okay. <clears throat> my friend Gaji, my friend express, they went to Baldwin park high school and you know, so they invited me to come do a song with them. Mm-hmm. So we went and did that. And mm-hmm. that was, the, that was like our first real performing. We got together, we met up, we rehearsed, we got our points together and you know, we wanted to make sure we put on a good show. And that was like our first real, test at it and from there it's just it just took off we fell in love with just rocking the mic i remember i, I was in a hip-hop too at one point there was this uh this guy at my church his uh i think his name was steven also his name was steven and he or steve he was a rapper he's a white dude and he, he was a rapper and he was actually pretty good like a vanilla ice and he had written a song for you know christian rap and I was in the Christian rap for a while, you know, because I was raised a Christian. And I remember I was, 
I had to be, I was 15 when I did my first performance in front of the church. I did a rap. Oh, wow. And it was funny because it was three of us. It was my other friend, because uh, he was older. He was in his 20s, and I was I was 15, you know. And then my, my other friend, he was like, I think he was 18, and his name was uh, Elijah Villalobos. I still remember him. He was uh, Puerto Rican, but he looked like he was white. And, man, he rapped like he was white. No dis- <laughs> disrespect, you know. I right, know right. it's a... You know, that's how uh, society makes fun of, you know, white rappers, you know, that they, they can't rap. But, but there is a lot of great rappers. We could talk about Logic and Eminem. Right, we right, could right. even throw Machine Gun Kelly. Though I'm just talking about mainstream media. Obviously, you know, a lot of people underground. But going back to the performance, he couldn't rap or shit, dude. It was yeah. hard. He was so offbeat. I go, how can you be offbeat? <laughs> just stick to the beat, the beat, the beat, the beat, the right. beat. And he was so offbeat. And I did pretty good. And, it was, and it actually, that it was my first performance rapping. And... My girlfriend at the time, who's my wife today, she was there too, and I was. She said I was all red and embarrassed, and it, it was a, quite a an experience, you know, to be up there and actually not just talk like I'm talking now. Or I was in drama when I was in high school, and I used to act in front of people. But when they're actually performing, man, you you got to be on top of your game, and you got to believe what you're rapping about. You know, right, you gotta that's true. you gotta be full in. And I've watched a few of your videos. That cipher one was pretty dope. Oh, thanks, man. That yeah, cipher that was, was a really, fun one. Yeah, of, yeah that was pretty cool dope. You came like in that. hard. Now, when you guys do cipher, is it is it freestyle or is it written or is it a little bit written? And then you so, just throw some so stuff. So that particular one, um, people came prepared. So everybody basically um, either had something that they wrote specifically for that cipher or a rap that they already had, you mm-hmm. know, ready to go. For the most part, um, because it's a collective of guys we just kind of all you know got our assignment heard the beat and just showed up and and did our thing so how many people are in your group so my group is acid rain that consists of myself uh, my partner gaja my other partner omeka Mm -hmm. and we have a dj named dj esp uh i'm sorry dj ethos but throughout time we've had multiple djs Mm -hmm. that kind of came in at different different times and Mm -hmm. dj esp was one of the first djs that uh that that uh we linked with and were you know really helped us set off the name acid rain when Mm -hmm. we decided to be uh to become acid rain Mm -hmm. so we uh and that was i think back in 93 94 no no, i'm sorry acid rain was like 96 um when we became acid rain and you know so we and then like you know as a dj the it's kind of hard because as a dj like it's kind of the backbone so it's real Mm -hmm. important as a group especially as interactive as we are Mm -hmm. um to have a dj that's just as interactive as as you are and then we've been fortunate to have that so we had dj tetris with us for a while uh dj red three uh right now it's been dj ethos he's been with us the longest Mm -hmm. and i mean we have just some of the best shows because when we all get together and we just brainstorm different ideas and we have our DJ who's just, he does so many shows. He goes all over the world. What's all, the all biggest the show world. you've done? We've done, we've done a, I don't know, a bunch of big shows. We've done the Warp Tour. We've mm. done. Uh, like how many people in attendance do you think? At oh, one I point? mean, the Warp Tours, there's like, I mean, that's a huge festival. So there's like tons and tons of people we've done. Uh, I'd be nervous, day, dude. Back in the day, we did the uh, El, El Rey Theater a couple times, and that thing was filled. Like, it was packed. Like, they could, like it was packed. Those How's that energy feel? Oh, it's amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> like, it's really good. When we, were, when we were a lot younger and we had a lot more time to just really focus on our craft, and, mm-hmm. and this is what our, um, our, our, our vision was, to, mm-hmm. this is what we've seen ourselves doing. We were pushing, like, every single day. And when you're doing that and you're out there, 
and you're you know and you have a name and, and you just keep pushing and you keep growing a lot of opportunities come so mm -hmm. you just what kind of opportunities did you have well just be uh, opportunities to be able to perform Forward. with uh, a bigger bigger events mm -hmm. on, on different uh, tours out of state uh, you know different cities we used to go up to nor up north all the time and i mean it's just it's just th and that's what people don't understand these days is people like because the internet will trick you it's like if i put up a video and i know that i think the whole world can see it it's like i'm all over the world because the whole world could see it mm -hmm. but if you only have you know a certain amount of views and they're all from you know the your surrounding cities you're not mm -hmm. really all over the world mm -hmm. and but the internet will make you think that what really it what it takes to be successful is you need to be out touring you need to be even if like and, and it works a lot better for the guys that that have a lot less priorities that mm -hmm. are a lot less responsibilities mm -hmm. that are able you know the younger guys that are able to go out because then they can see they're they're face to face with the fans like the they're they're able to see what the fans are reacting to like right now not mm -hmm. what they used to react to not oh put your hands like like that that probably don't work today uh you know what will work 10 years ago mm -hmm. as far as motivating the crowd or getting them pumped so as you're on the road and as you're traveling to different cities you're able to see like what these people really want mm -hmm. so you alter your set to that mm -hmm. and so you throw a good show and you keep getting invited back and at, one, at one point do do you say hey man if we, if you know because with my podcast i can see who what episodes did good right obviously when i have a girl on because this this podcast is it's, it's leaning more towards male because I, I you know have more more men on the show than i do women and it's it's not that i'm doing it on purpose is because a lot of girls i do ask to come on don't want to come on or they don't got nothing to say and it, it has nothing to do with uh no disrespect to women but that's just how the podcast has worked yeah. but when i see i can see my analytics after a week has gone by and i can see my numbers and i can see what podcast did good right. and which one sucked yeah. and i'm not gonna throw anybody's name out there but i can see it just how you, you you said right now you have to be out there and you have to see and but at one point so talking about that at one point do you feel you're like okay man we, we've changed so much i don't want to change anymore because i change anymore then it's gonna take away of who i wanted to be and, and that and that to me is where i think a lot of artists they hit a certain wall so so let's say you are the artist who, able, who is able to go out and see <clears throat> what works and what it takes to be successful and then you're linking up with all your heroes and and then you're seeing like oh like like even though you're independent even though you're not super huge you still are kind of stuck working things out that way mm -hmm. and and then oh there's a lot of people that have a lot of say in your like the bigger you get even on a small like level or independent level there's there's a lot of people who got to start approving your decisions right mm -hmm. so if if you're able to justify it in your mind like well these people are, are gonna help me be who i want to be mm -hmm. and it's my team that's working me and they're not changing who i am i might change but they're changing me into who i'm supposed to be and i'm okay with it mm -hmm. i don't think that's messing you with your artistic like, integrity yeah. but if they are and you are uncomfortable with it but you choose to go with it to me then that's when where someone is like well kind of taking like the money over the the freedom the of art. creativity right so so and it just depends on the artist so it's some some people might be like i got to this point and this is all i have regardless of what it is i need to go and other mm -hmm. people just have the flexibility to be like you know what i'm going to be me 
and, and do things the way that I want to do them, and, and I'm gonna be accepted. Like, mm -hmm. dude, like Anderson Pack, right? Dude, this was amazing. He's super creative. He's huge. Dude. Who, who's like, that? I don't even know. He's he's a he's an artist that's really big right okay. now, and he's he's on a like. He's on both love. He's like an indie artist that's on like a major, that's super like pretty much major. Mm. And he's, you know, he does, he does, you could tell the music that he's making is the music he wants to make. No record exec is telling him how it has to be. And it's still getting that love that, you know, that. Where do you listen most of your music from? SoundCloud? Me, I listen to Spotify. Spotify? A lot. I like Spotify and Pandora. What kind of, okay, what kind of music are you, are you rapping about? I, I was listening to it. I was barbecuing the other day, and I threw it on my, my speaker. My lady comes by. Who's that? I go, oh, this is, you know, you know, Rudy's coming on the show. I'm just, I want to listen to see what he's rapping about and stuff like that. And I'm going to say it. I'm really impressed, but you guys are rapping at a million miles an hour. I, I couldn't catch, you know, I don't know if you're rapping about fucking, you know, because most underground, it's always about anti-government or the Illuminati or being spiritually <laughs> awoken and the third eye. I, I couldn't, I, I mean, you know, I'm barbecuing, I'm drinking too. And then I'm, I'm playing. So I should have probably listened to it, that, you know, at work or something, but what are you guys no. rapping about? So, so, okay. So and then that's totally fair. And that's a pretty, that's pretty spot on. <laughs> I, I mean, for most, for in general, um, I would say that, um, I mean, I'm definitely very open, like, and, and I've got thousands of songs, so I've rapped about really? everything. I've rapped about whatever, like, everything. Like, okay. And I have songs that are conspiracy-driven, but not because I'm trying to, like, beat something in your head, mm. more because I'm trying to paint a picture, mm. or I might be very general about it, or maybe mm -hmm. I might try to beat a specific part of a conspiracy in your head. I, mm -hmm. it, it, I, I have, like, multiple songs that that kind of fit that round but then again that's not who i am i don't go work around like i'm a conspiracy guy <laughs> right so that's just i'm able to adapt to that if that's what the song requires and then i have songs where it's just like we're just barring off meaning like we're just spitting sick raps we're just coming with mm. lines that are just going to make you say "Ooh, ah ooh." you know mm -hmm, that's the mm -hmm. purpose of that rap or we have raps where we have we want to touch on something like like uh maybe we want to make like 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 my new single right now that I have out is called Look Ahead, and that's to me just real motivational. Just just about just I just want to pick you up and tell you like if you're down like here let's 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 get you up, let's touch you off, let's get you back on your way because you're, you're good. Like don't worry about right now. Like oh wait you you see yourself this way. Well here let me let me show you how we see you. Mm -hmm. Oh you see so it's real motivational. Just look ahead. And I think right now in this year, people need to hear that. Mm -hmm. So that's that, that's like an avenue that I can So go. it's a positive message. Positive message. And I have, you know, we have a song. One of our biggest songs, my group, uh, Acid Rain, we have a song with our friend Express and another artist named Pigeon John, who's, who's really big and well-known. Um, that's called Never Fold. So that's just basically about just, you know, just persevere. Keep going. Don't give up. And that song, I mean, that song is over 15 years old. Mm. And it has so many plays on YouTube. Some mm. somebody uploaded it, and it's just been cranking mad views for that person. And we appreciate it because that's mm -hmm. promotion for us. Mm -hmm. um, so many people have have uh, learned about us through that person uploading that song like 15 years ago or whenever the song came out. What do you consider being successful and being in the the we call it the rap game? You know, what what do you consider? Because most people consider, you know having the jewelry and having the gold teeth and 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 rapping about you know being doing big drug deals and stuff like that and, and they're glorified do you see that as, as successful or do you see that as more of a selling out 
No, I, I see. To me, I see everyone's everyone's view is different. Of, of success is different. Okay. But for me, if you're asking me, so I, I see that if someone is able to create music or be artistic or something within the like, let's say being being a rapper didn't work for some guy, but that made him all of a sudden want to open up a record store. And that became like the hot spot. And all of a sudden it's a good record store and everyone's going and he's able to make a living off that. Mm -hmm. He's successful off of music because he used music to motivate him to, 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 to be able to make a living through music. Right. Mm -hmm. So, or if somebody is like, let's say, let's say like, uh, or if like for me, for example, like my job, I would say, I'm not going to say I wrote a song that got me my, my job, my position, but I wrote a song for my job and it got me so recognized that I applied for a position that I was not qualified for. And the guy that was then my boss at the time, or the, the, the person in charge, the manager at the time, he was really impressed with the song. He was impressed with the whole, with, with me as a whole, just what he had heard about me. I, I got to give this guy at least an interview, mm -hmm. right? He's he you know just looked at the way that, that so what did you do write it on the resume no i i i was i was um i had got in and i was just like an entry level just a scrub okay and they have like um like things like like group like um team team like assignments and team oh, things okay. like to build morale and help mm -hmm. the 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 agents from not wanting to quit and you know just because mm -hmm. we were talking on the phone all day long just to get them off the phone and you mm -hmm. know just to break the monotony and and build morale and yeah. kind of learn from the people who are on the phone. So mm -hmm. the purpose was to create a tool mm -hmm. to help us. So like, let's say you call, you give me the information and then mm -hmm. the address, there's two addresses mm -hmm. and I picked the wrong one. So then they go out there, you waited 30 minutes, they went to the wrong spot, mm -hmm. right? And so now you got to call me or they call it, hey, this guy's not here. I call you back, hey, the driver's where you at? Well, I'm right here. I don't see the driver, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, you're at the other spot, right? So the whole job, the whole purpose is Let's find out where you're really at the first time. If there's two spots, let me verify some information, right? So a tool to get you to the spot. So I made a song and then I was like, let me make a video for it. Mm -hmm. And I did it all myself. I recorded it. I wrote, I did it all myself. I did the video all by myself. And then we had resources that we could use. So I was able to get a guy to have me have my car towed. So I did this whole thing and the video was like, the very, 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 very first video I've ever even tried to do. Mm -hmm. So for all that being wrapped into one, then I was able to package it. And so when they opened it, it was like a cover for it. There was a CD and a DVD so they could see it. So and no one knows that I'm a rapper there, mm -hmm. right? So no one knows nothing. Mm -hmm. I just show up on the day of when it's time to present, mm -hmm. bring in my speakers, bring in my computer. There's a projector, put it on, boom. Everyone's mind is blown. Mic drop. Because I'm, 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 it's, it's a customized song about the programs, mm -hmm. about everything that, every word. They use it as a training heard. video now? So now they use it as a training video. No and, way. And that was like 13 <laughs> years ago. That's cool. So basically that gave me the opportunity. So the position that I got, I went from being a nobody to, to having a salary. Mm -hmm. Right? And that changed my life. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like I had been working hard and holding, trying to try my best to, to buy a house. And, oh, mm -hmm. Well, you don't make enough, you know? Mm -hmm. So with this, gave me opportunity, okay, now, okay, now you qualify. So I was able to buy a house and all this stuff. You know, it didn't, it didn't like, you know, take me out of debt, you know, it, mm -hmm. it just, I mean, it actually got me worse. than I have Because I have a, you know, house debt. But anyways, it, yeah, it got me next level. And, and that was through the power of music. That's where it's, to me, that's successful. Mm -hmm. Like. And I'm not a slave in that and I still get to do my music. Mm. I love my job. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't need, I, I'm happy that I have it. Like I'm mm -hmm. not, I don't want to not work. Mm -hmm. I like doing music on my leisure. I'm not chasing a, a hit song. So, so that 
so that I hate writing music because every time I make one, it's not the next hit, right? So, mm -hmm. so I'm not frustrated. I, I don't have to deal with all that. Like mm -hmm. some people would need to if that was really their their only means, and you know. So, and people right now can't tour, so there's all these rappers that are really struggling. Even you know. yeah, I didn't even think about that because I I listen to a lot of podcasts that are com mostly comedians. And now they're not, they're not well. Some of them are touring now a little bit, but before, man, it was I was listening to the podcast, and a lot of them, a lot of them ain't doing podcasts anymore because they're not getting their sponsors in anymore. And yeah. I mean, I'm seeing the struggle is real. And during this COVID lockdown, I'm able to podcast still. You know, obviously, there's no one in the office. We're six feet apart, and we're following all measures. Yeah. And a lot of these big, big, big podcasts are, are no longer anymore, and it's crazy, man. And the the struggle's real, but eventually, we'll, you know, it's, I don't know, man. What do you think about this COVID thing? I mean, to me, it could go multiple ways. It's like, like, do we want to? I don't know. I mean, do we want to talk about the I know. pandemic part of it? Like, is, there, <laughs> or is it that? Man, or, we could go. Or, anyway, do we, or do you want to talk about like? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like. Because I remember we were walking down the stairs right now, and you said you're working from home now, yeah. and I go, well, how, "How do you like it?" And he said, "I love it." Well, yeah. See, and that, to me, that's awesome. And like, like we. Now and now that it's proven, because like our particular business unit has, we're working just as the, just the same as we would if we were in the office. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping this proves that we really don't need to go back. Like, if we don't need to, if we can continue working, you at save home, money. When this, when this the company can over, save money. Yeah, or because that the, that spot that we're they using, were they renting, can let yeah. someone else use it and let and then cover the rent or however that works. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I, I don't want to go back. I like saving. I, I like not having to go by lunch every day. Yeah, well, I, 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 you know, now that I don't do it, I like it, you know, like mm -hmm. I say, do you live far from work? I live in Long Beach. I mean, I work in Long Beach, so it's about, oh, okay, yeah, so it's a, you know, about 25 minute drive. So that's cool. What do you think about this COVID, man? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's do you know anybody has gotten it? <clears throat> I know someone, I know a couple of people who've passed from it, like I didn't know them directly, but. I knew him directly, you know, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. The um, reason why I ask is because your lady works for a holistic doctor. No, I, yeah, and, I know. And I hear, and I was like, one time one of my coworkers got sick, and I went there, I was like, he's got COVID, and they gave me a big old bag of, of med, of, just tell him to take all this, and it was all just nothing but herbs and, and vitamins and stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, at least I have that comfort to know if I get sick, I know who to go to. Yeah, and my, yeah, and yeah, my wife is, I mean, our whole family's been good, but she's there, you know, and, and she's fine like you know they they take they take their measures as well and how how's the how's like your friends and family how, how are they dealing with it you guys I, still I mean, they, I, it's I not mean, bothering you guys well everybody's different I mean, yeah it's not, i mean for us for us it's not like i mean we're careful so we don't really have to have too much to worry about my my younger son that you know he's stuck at home doing mm -hmm. school at home I'm, I'm at i'm you know working from home so i'm there and i never i mean I've never really been a full-on homebody, mm -hmm. uh, and then now that I've been forced to, it's cool because like I'm doing different things. I'm finding mm -hmm. like different things to do at the house that mm -hmm. I said I wouldn't do. I'm doing them <laughs> or things that I don't really like to do. What just, you doing? Just uh, doing them. The tool man? Just doing them over again so that like I can kind of at least get better at them. So you know, it's it's whatever, man. It's cool. I, I, I mean, you, you haven't got that uh, cabin fever. No, I, I've been good. I mean, I, I, if I need to go somewhere, I'll go. Like I'm cool. Like I'm not. You know, tripping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we. Uh, one of my uh, my my uncles just passed away. Well, my Nino, uh, recently, and he. I don't want to talk about how how he passed, but uh, it wasn't COVID. But um, his funeral was next Saturday, and we were, 
we were, had our fingers crossed because now they're going to do another lockdown and, and I wanted to be able to go to his funeral and, and see him one more time because he lived right up the street from me too. And it's weird because he lived up the street, but I only saw him every once in a while, you know? Yeah. And that was one thing I was worried about. I was like, I, I don't care about COVID. Like I, I'll still go and wear a mask, what I need to yeah. just to be able to, because a lot of people who passed away uh, with COVID, dude, even during the COVID times, they, they weren't having funerals for anybody. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I went to a funeral during that time and it was kind of, it was odd. You know, we went, had to stay kind of far apart, far away. And then kind of, it, it was, it wasn't as personal as, as, you as did, you're used to, you home. Know, as you're used to. I did go to one and it was, you know, a little dry. Yeah. What's going on for the holidays, man? You got any, 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 no, obviously you can have performances can't, right can't now, huh? And, and you know you guys, that guys think about doing something on YouTube live? Well, you know, it's so crazy. Oh man. I, and I really hate that. I didn't, uh, I really hate that. I didn't like, even if you could maybe just patent the idea or some kind of, I, a long time ago, I had this idea of, of basically since your people are trapped anyways of like in like live shows you know and everyone's been doing them they've been mm -hmm. as soon as COVID hits you know it wasn't it was mm -hmm. it's not a uh, you know it wasn't like the greatest idea in the world it was just a simple idea I mean it wasn't like hard to think of so of course they were gonna think of it but I thought this years and years ago for people who aren't able to go see their favorite rapper mm -hmm. like okay cool like we're going to do these live shows. People are going to PayPal a certain amount and be able to watch these shows. Are they doing that? And that's what's happening now. Like, that's what these live streams are. Like, nowadays, pay, nowadays you can get speaker systems in your house for yeah, cheap. And dude, you you're yeah. there. Yeah. So I was thinking of like, man, why didn't I? I wish I would have patented that. Did something with that idea mm -hmm. so that at least when this would have hit, oh, man, I can figure something out. Sell, you know, license the idea to something major or do something or just why didn't how I didn't do it way back then. Mm -hmm. But back then, the you know it wasn't as accessible cameras and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Then it was hard to get people to agree to buy that idea. I wanted to do like a live studio. So let's say whoever your favorite group is, mm -hmm. you get you're gonna pay for them. You're gonna pay like three hours. You're gonna get them in the studio. Exclusive. You're gonna get to see them like vibing together to the V, either writing or going over the rap. And you're gonna see them record it. And you're gonna see them listen there to it with a mixing a little bit, or maybe even I don't know. I just had all these ideas that is pretty much happening now and i'm like oh man i wish we would have capitalized on back then i think we think we reminisced a lot like i should have done this yeah so but you know what that tells you is when you get one of those ideas now don't let that happen again oh man it's gonna but keep i think you're not I mean, but i don't think you i don't think you are because you're doing it you're like you're, you're moving right here you're saying that you've been really focused on on it took know, me a what, long time to get this, this thing podcast, going so. get out get get the wheels rolling and now. it looks really sharp you know for those who can't see yeah yeah thanks man I, really I appreciate flying, it man yeah uh, uh i didn't even know you were you were a rapper yeah. Your lady, when she came came on the podcast, I said I need I need a female presence. I need you to come represent the holistic doctor's office. I've been trying to get Doctor Tom on the podcast forever. That'd be cool. We're trying to get him on, and he's just like, and I, I mean, I would love to pick out his brain, dude. Talk about crystals and shit. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, I need you to come, and I told my, I need to get my hair. We'll do. I got an extra mic, and she was here. She goes, you got to get my husband on. He's a he's a rapper, and I was like, what? I uh. go, why didn't you tell me this before? <laughs> you know, but I'm I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah, yeah. Do you need a bit another beer? You good? Yeah, I'll take another. All right, man. I it up. You got open over there? Oh, yeah. Got the ladder. 
Yeah, every uh, everything you see here, the couch, the fridge, a um, couple of the lights, paintings, they've always been donated. Oh, really? They've all been donated, paintings behind you. They've all been donated Damn. from people that have been on my podcast. They've donated, hey, I got an extra couch, hey, I got an extra fridge. That's fresh. And so all, over time, I mean, that's the... It's been built. Yeah, it's and, been and, built. And that's, that, see, the, to me, that's like a perfect, uh, like, that's how things work. Because you're building relationships, mm-hmm. you know. You don't want to just have guests that are just fly by nights and like. Oh. I've had I've had guests yeah. that don't they like. My my message my message to the people is that I just want people to turn off your TV, go outside, or or just broaden broaden your your perspective, yeah. you know, and, and step outside your box and, and see what go listen to a different uh, type of music, you know, like a like we talk about indie hip hop or. Just listen to something different. Try something different, and and see what happens. You ne- you never know. You might like it. And my podcast, I'm gonna have different types of people. You yeah. know, uh, I've had a few rappers on before. You know, a couple of my homies they do gangster rap. I've had you know high school teachers and stuff. People that are just interesting. And I and now that I reflect on having this podcast over a year now and how I've grown as a podcaster and from where I started, it's tremendous. Yeah. I can't wait till a Sunday arrives or whenever my pocket, it's like my distressor now. That's like, fresh. like I'm, I'm so, so stressed out with work and, and, you know, dealing, dealing with, you know, family and kids. And like, I, you know, I used to hide from that by, you know, being on drugs and then going out and party or not even coming home. And yeah, and I knew eventually I was gonna have to change my life, and I knew I knew better. I was just being rebellious, and now that I'm here, I'm I'm just man. Life is just rolling, and it feels good, man. But I'm here to give back and and help out, man, and just spread positivity. And I listen to your music by the tone of your guys' voice, even though I couldn't understand it because you guys are rapping too fast. <laughs> I get you had a good message to sell, and I, I can tell right here you're a good guy. Yeah, and, and, and there's certain songs. Some some are faster than others. There's some that that we've toned, you know, we mm-hmm. toned down a little bit. So. If you keep listening, you'll probably find one that you can. You got you catch. guys got out your albums on iTunes. Yeah, everything's on iTunes. iTunes because I was going through SoundCloud. I didn't SoundCloud is very limited just because it's like more of a, I don't know. We're, we're more on the on the platforms where people, you know. How much How much are the albums going for? Your albums. Uh, they're all iTunes. different prices. Really? Some are. I mean, it's just some are like nine ninety nine. Some okay. Some are as low as six ninety nine. Uh, it, it just depends. If you go to our website, which is acidlabrecords.com, you could probably find different links to stream them all, and then stream different ones. See something you like, you want to, you know, you want you want to support. Mm-hmm. Go go purchase that one, or you like a collective of the songs. Like, hey, let me just go get that album. That's cool. But w- you know, we definitely want people to not feel obligated to like, mm-hmm. all right, buy, buy, buy my shit. You know, I, I want you to hear it and then realize, like, oh, damn, I need to buy this shit. So mm-hmm. we offer it for free. Go to our website, listen to it. Then we feel like people will want to support. How, how often are you in the lab now? Oh, oh, man. Not nearly as much as I would like mm-hmm. to, only because I'm having, like, a, an issue where I need to – I need my own lab again. Mm-hmm. I need to set myself up to where I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have a little corner in my garage that I could, that I could use, mm-hmm. but I feel like I've – you know that that's taking steps backwards. I have. We're building you know? another room in my house. Yeah. One of my my lady's coworkers, uh, my lady's mom's coworker. He he's a handyman, mm-hmm. so he's building us an extra room in our patio area. It's coming out really nice. That's fresh. I know he built he built something in his in his garage for his son, 
recently. Uh, he built, he turned it into something. So yeah, if I, you're looking for, he's cheap, man. Well, like you I know, said, it, and to me, that's not the hard part. The hard part is I have a lot of stuff, a mixture of of my stuff and a mixture of of my grandfather's stuff. But I think it's a lot more of my stuff. I'm starting to realize it's a lot more of my stuff. So now I have to figure out what I can get rid of. Mm-hmm. So that my I lady can... does all that for me, so dude. I'll come I... home and she'll have it all out front, like. And like it'll be like a year later. I'm like, where's my USC sweater? You know, <laughs> where's my where's that USC jersey or Palomalu? And then oh, I gave it away to the, the Salvation Army. And I'm like, every day, dude, every day spring cleaning at my house, That's dude. Hilarious. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we uh, man, a couple of things just about me in general. I I have this thing where I really. I like to collect shirts, mm-hmm. so I have boxes, of bo- and I need to get over it because <laughs> they're, they're probably worth money. But no, they're not even. And some of them are not not even like a band shirt. The high or school something. one or the some, football one. Some like a off. shirt was just like a like a like a random like button up. But when I think about it, I remember, but you know what I you know, and it's funny because my wife's like, just take a picture of it, like take a picture of it and toss that stuff. So what I really need to do is just like kind of get rid of a bunch of stuff, focus and do that, make my you know make you know make my room inside the garage and i'll be straight that'd be dope and then I, i'll get back to it so but you know i have been studio hopping jumping around different different studios all i get i get uh i have a project that i'm working on with my boy mosaic and a producer mm-hmm. named bago and it's cool because we all live like within five minutes from each other and, mm-hmm. and the energy is like out of nowhere we had like five or six songs and the, the studio time is, so you're paying studio time well we're not paying studio time necessarily we're just kind of meeting up and doing stuff and then we have mm-hmm. different friends that we can record with and we'll tip them off a little bit but we're not necessarily fully going into the studio mm-hmm. where we have to pay unless it's for you know unless that's going to get funded by somebody for you know mm-hmm. it's just there's just too many outlets and the fact that i could do it myself just really makes me not want to have to <laughs> you go mm-hmm. go to a studio where i have to pay because it's like I, I i i just need to buck up and get my stuff together and get back to where I was. Because yeah. once, once when, I, when I was set up, we were we were knocking out music all the time. Mm-hmm. So you said you got thousands of songs? I got a lot of That's songs. That's pretty cool. I got, I got a lot of songs. Then I got a bunch of them. Yeah, they're all like, they're all, they're all. I can't everywhere. wait till I have like a thousand podcasts. That'd be pretty cool, man. Man, that'd be a, that's hard work, man. That's hard work, hard work right there. Fun stuff. I mean, the, and the benefit is a lot of my stuff is with, with the group. So it's mm-hmm. one verse. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I and I'm part of a, mm-hmm. a part of a song or two little verses or two verses three verses and mm-hmm. you know it, not as much work as if you're a solo artist fully you know then you got to write all of it so that's you know a little harder to do. What do you think about freestylers? Or do you freestyle at all? I could freestyle. You I used to so. freestyle a lot better a long time ago mm-hmm. when I was younger. I used to I could like man I could really make you think that I was not freestyling. Like he had to have wrote that. He so many times like, and, and then coming all you know, hard. But on. I, but I, I'm, you know, I'm not, but that's because I used to do, I used to be in the zone. I, every time I was driving, that's all I was doing. Just yeah, beats yeah, were on yeah. or whether it beats on or off, I was just freestyling. And I was like, man, it's so perfect. So now I, I'm not there, but, um, you know, you got to practice just like, yeah, else. it's, it's like that. So I, you know, I still practice a little bit and me and my friends, we get in the zone and everything, but we're really a, like a lot focused on writing. But I think people who can freestyle are, you know, I think it's, I think it's an amazing crowd. Some people can freestyle, dope. but then they can't write. I know. And, that, and is, I, is that I've, vice I've versa? That. Yeah. I don't know why that's like that. I've, I've seen that, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, to me, I think if depending on the type of artist you want to be, if you want to be good at freestyling and writing, then you mm-hmm. got to really work at both of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I, you, you know, to me, it's not hard. I, I think, I don't know, especially when I see how many people are rapping now, mm-hmm. like this stuff isn't really hard, but the hard part is 
how can you be unique? Like, how can you be unique but still be like accepted or not accepted, but at least have have something that catches people? Mm-hmm. It don't have to be like everybody in the world, but mm-hmm. enough people to make it be like, all right, there's there's some kind of spark there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many in the game. When I when I look at Instagram and I'm looking at rappers. Instagram, like uh, one of the guys I follow is Academics, even though he gets on my nerves. He always has all the, the latest rappers there, the guys that are, you know, rapping about gang banging and drug dealing. But anyways, you'll have, I'll read the comments and it's just nothing but rappers. You want to be this rapper? Listen to me or listen to me, listen to me. And it's like, dang, there's so many people yeah. trying to rap. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It really is. And I, I remember when there was nobody that rapped, like, I, it was there was nobody that rapped. It was you could tell who rapped mm-hmm. because the, the way people dressed, and only mm-hmm. like like freestyle rappers or backpack rappers dressed a certain way. So you could pick them out out of a crowd anywhere, and there was far and in between. But all of a sudden, everyone just started rapping. It was wild. So that's what got me to learn. Like, yeah, this the, rapping's easy, but mm-hmm. the the how do you how can you be different amongst the sea of all these people that are doing what you do? How can you be different? Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I think that's the uniqueness with my group. Like individually, we're all really good and really dope. But I think as a group, we have a we have a chemistry and a and a, and a uniqueness that, that that stands out amongst like other people. Mm-hmm. How long has you guys group been around for now? Uh, well, since '96, we came up with Acid Rain, me and Gaja, and then Omeka came in maybe like '99. Why do you so, call it Acid Rain? So we used to be called you spit acid. We yeah so like like we like the the idea of rain raining as kings r e i g n and oh. acid there's like acid jazz oh. and like acid fusion so just music that's just different than the norm and and you know and kind of destructive but can be con- you know if controlled and used properly then it could put you on a psychedelic trip who would you yeah there you go <laughs> and who can you compare your guys's group to what 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 other group could you compare yourself to to in Put it in perspective um, I, for the I, I, listeners. I, okay, so I wouldn't say compare. I, I would say we're like, um, like we are. So we're part of this collective called Project Bloat, which is, which stem started from the Good Life. So back in in the in the early '90s, late '80s, early '90s, when when rap was transitioning from being real basic, like hey, everybody, but you, mm-hmm. you know, from being very mm-hmm. basic, and then of course like Rakim and Karis One, they were they, you know they. They weren't as basic, but like there was levels like where it came going crazy. So the West Coast where styles were really invented in the not just rapping fast, but rapping fast a certain way and certain styles and being melodic and and being very unique. That that originated at a at a place called the Good Life Cafe in in Los Angeles. Mm. Um, And then that that um, evolved into what's called Project Blow. And that's a collective that that we became a part of and. There, I guess you can say we're we could be compared to people from that collective, which would which would involve maybe like the Far Side or maybe the um, uh, Freestyle Fellowship or maybe like Abstract Roots or just just different artists um, mm. from that collective. I guess maybe Souls of Mischief, which is not part of that collective, but those are people who I guess we can be compared to as a group. Project Blue, Project Blowed, Blowed, yeah. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, so there's a, like on, on uh, Netflix, there's a documentary. Really? What's it called? It's called um, The Good Life. The Good Life. Yeah. I'm about to write that down. The Good Life. Yeah. 
Ava Dubois, she um, put that together. She's, man, she was part of one of the group figures of speech back then mm-hmm. um, from The Good Life. And then she became a, a director and she put together this film that really showcased and highlight the West Coast side of things. There's a lot of documentaries from New York. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, they're, uh, hip hop, you know, originated out there, but as far as the origination of styles and, and putting that into rap, like jazz, kind of fusing jazz mm. with rap originated in the West. And that's what this kind of highlights. And that's kind of like my my edge of it. Like, I, I don't feel like just rap. Like, even my vote, my most simple raps have like some kind of style to them, which would, you know, I, I guess I'll evolve from, from jazz style, sounds and styles. We're bringing the heat, that's why. I know, man. I'm over sweating like a fucking pig, dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, the AC's off. What do you think about rap integrating with other type of uh, genres, like uh, country music? Like I mean, I, th- I think at this point, I mean, to me, I think it's like, Art is art, so how can you like try to limit it and trying to say nah rap there like how can you put a boundary on on anything right so if there's mm-hmm. if stuff's gonna fuse, then let it fuse if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it if you do like it, cool, great, something new to listen to me personally i've i if it sounds if there's a good beat, if it sounds good, if the lyrics flow a certain way or or like like it's well written. I'll enjoy it. Like I, I like listening. I like. I've, I've always liked rhymes, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. whether it's a group that I that I despise or like, if a song's good, if it catches me a certain way, then then I'm all for it. And I'll listen to anything just to hear it and kind of decide for myself whether I like it or not. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of all over the place. There's certain songs that people would be like, "How can you? How could you like that kind of rap? Like, well, I don't like the kind of rap, but I like mm-hmm. that song." Or I might mm-hmm. like three songs like that, but I don't, you know, but mm-hmm. then I don't want to be like, I don't like the kind of rap. So for me, it's just kind of like, I like, I just like music. Mm-hmm. I just like, I like dope music or I like stuff that catches my ear, really. Mm-hmm. So like with the, like things being fused together is to me kind of cool, but it could be, it could go come out corny too. It just depends. What do you think about a lot of the artists now are starting to wake up and starting to start their own labels and, and. And what one guy that I, I listened to, he just came out with the album, uh, Big Sean. I don't, I'm pretty sure you've heard of Big Sean. Mm-hmm. And I've watched his maturity as when he started and, and where he's at now and the words and what he's speaking now. If you really sit there and listen and and he's saying some pretty, you know, like mature stuff like, hey, I'm starting my own label. Why? Why? These companies are making billions off you and right. you're making pennies on a record. Right. Was one of his not not in quotations, but. He says something like, uh, why these companies are making billions off you, or don't, athletes. He says, if an athlete is making millions, what what are you worth to your owners? These owners, the owners that right. own the teams are billions. Right, right. And then he said the same thing with, with rap, you know. These, these record labels are making millions and billions of dollars off you while you're making pennies to a record. Yeah. And to be in mainstream, to be able to say that is it's amazing now. Because back then, you, you couldn't you couldn't talk about your your record label or all that. How does that feel? Like these rappers are starting to wake now and well, start, start their mean, own labels. I mean, is that a smart? That's a smart move, right? I mean, that's super. That's super smart. And to me, it's it's just kind of like now that the resources are available, 
it's much easier. It is much to easier do. now. It's much easier to, or, or when you are already. So like, let's say the label has already helped make you who you are. Well, then it's easy to say like, oh, I'm gonna do my own thing. I don't need after you guys. my contract because over. I because I already have been established. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. So of course. And of course, you're still your just because you switch to your own label or a different label doesn't mean your fan base is going to leave you. So if you're already an established artist, you're a fool for not doing your own thing when you're uh, when you're unlocked. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like those are the times now or like even years ago. I mean, even and that's kind of like um, how things have been trending, you know, over the past few years, like a lot of labels like like my group right now, we're an independent label called Acid Lab Records because mm-hmm. And we do have other um, albums that are released by different labels, and we make less because there's an extra hand in the pot mm-hmm. than we do on our own. But there's benefits because those albums, those albums promote the, because it's part of that label. Mm-hmm. It's it's get being sold more. Mm-hmm. So if it was on my own, I might not be making it. So it might be worth it to have that label taking their cut. Mm-hmm. Right. And it might be good. And it's really and it might be worth the pay to have that label be affiliated with me. So there's different ways to look at it. Um, but I mean, definitely being your own label and releasing your own music, even if it's not all of your music, it's some of it mm-hmm. is definitely a smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that's how. So like back to like this whole touring thing. Mm-hmm. That's how like someone. So let's say some guys that are part of a group that say, hey, we're the next upcoming guys like. You know, our manager said, you know, we can jump on your tour, big, big guys. And the big guys say, all right, yeah, great, come on. You know, you're not going to get no pay, but, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. We got rooms. You can stay in rooms and whatever mm-hmm. and, and figure out what you're going to eat and all that. Or mm-hmm. we might get you some days, but you're on your own, but you're with us. Great. But these guys come with boxes and boxes of merch, mm-hmm. CDs, tapes, shirts, whatever it is mm-hmm. that they're selling, right? Mm-hmm. And so they might not be getting paid for the shows, but they're doing huge shows. And they're selling out their merch. You're like, oh shoot, yeah. hey mom, you need to you need to FedEx another box of these shirts over to this next city. I'm gonna be there in three days. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, because I'm already out of merch. So that's where all that kind of stuff is important. Like you have to have your, you know, you mm-hmm. get your your merch mm-hmm. or your different things. So there's different ways to be able to to monetize without necessarily it all being based on just mm-hmm. what the music is or what the streams are or whatever. Yeah, one of my friends, he. Because the podcast world is kind of the same thing uh, how you're talking about. You know, um, obviously, there's a lot of mainstream podcasters that are supported by big corporate companies. And, mm. you know, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But um, one of my friends, he, he knows people from uh, um, the ESPN guys. They got, a, they got a podcast and he's met them and he hangs out with them. You know, he takes care of them. And... Uh, he, he when I first started he told him about me and, and trying to you know get into what do I need to do to get you know where I want to you know obviously start making money off of this right mm-hmm. that's always a dream right to, to get paid from something that you love to do right and he he would always tell me just sell out when the time comes just sell out just sell <laughs> out and he just cracks me up every time I <laughs> when you when we think about these big labels and stuff like that because once you do that, then then that company has the, the chance to come in and like we were talking about earlier to say, hey, man, maybe change this because your your ratings were low or right right or hey man didn't really like the song maybe add this or do something to, to spike you up and then it starts changing of who you actually are what right. you want to do right and that's that's you know and I and I think a lot of artists in the past have fell through that and I think that has happened enough to where people now kind of know. 
But I think some people don't even care. Right? There's just too many people, and they all want to be somebody. <laughs> and they so all want to be. And, and they now. all sound the same. It's just ridiculous. So I, I don't like. I'm just so grateful that I grew up in the era that I did. I'm glad that when my group was young and and we were free and able to just be wild and like we had we had a I feel like we had a good run. Mm-hmm. It could it sure could have been better. Sure, it could have been better. But who knows? What if we were on a plane that was going to be on a 9/11 plane or whatever? Mm-hmm. So it worked out that we you know landed the way it is. I mean, one of one of my boys, Omeka, he's really I mean he lives off of music and teaching and he has a degree and he's I mean he's really smart and mm-hmm. um, he, you know he has he has a strong horse. So he he does stuff and. He's kind of used music to be able to 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 you know to live his life, buy a house and stuff. So he's doing it. That's pretty cool, right? So, I mean, it's it's. I'm grateful that I'm not stuck where it worked for me for so many years. Some people they, I invested my whole life into it, and yeah. then, then then it gets hard, and it's like I have nothing to fall back on or whatever. Yeah. So that I have to do this, and then I have to be at a point where it's like I can't do a song with with you because. I, I need to charge you this much because I need to pay my my rent. Mm-hmm, like, or mm-hmm. I need to make a new song, and it needs to, you know, like this needs to happen when the, w- with it because I need to pay. You know, yeah, I gotta whatever. Pay I gotta do this. I gotta all. So I'm just I'm grateful that I'm not in that boat. Yeah, yeah. But I still get to make the music. Like if I'm like, let's say right now, you just started pushing buttons on there, and I started <laughs> rapping on there, right? And we yeah. liked it. I could upload it, and we could release it, and that could be on iTunes. When we want, it's pretty to be, cool, huh? Right, so I I feel like I, the power is in my hand. Like I can make the song I want to make. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. make anything whack, but at the same time, how much does iTunes take from you? Um, it's not very much because you you. It's, I mean, ten cents a song, maybe. It, it doesn't it doesn't really work that way. Oh, like uh, how does it work? Well, are you talking about like if they just so take like if you song? put like so if you put because when you go to buy on iTunes, you'll have the album nine ninety nine, and then if you want to buy the song separate, they're like ninety nine cents. Right. How much of that do you see? So we, I see it in a in like quarterly, in okay, like like quarterly um, reports. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I can filter down to monthly, but for us, mm-hmm. it's better. You know, quarterly is fine, um, and we get them through through like a different service that that we use. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's all it depends because some some months are better than others. Right, or then there's aside from just getting your money from your streams or from your 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 uh, dis your dis uh, digital distributor account. Mm-hmm. Like you can also get it through. Like for me, I have publishing. Mm-hmm. Years and years ago, one of the labels I worked with insisted that I I did my publishing right, which mm-hmm. I am glad that they they did that. Mm-hmm. I signed up so under my name, under my my uh, business. So now every song that I do, I go to ASCAP. I plug all my information in everybody who's on the song so that everybody's whether they have their publishing or not, mm-hmm. it's going to divide. It's going to send me my portion because mm-hmm. I get mine direct deposit every quarter mm-hmm. and they're going to get theirs. If they have their setup, they're going to get theirs too. If they don't, it's just going to accumulate somewhere. It's going to sit somewhere. How I don't know. Could they ever go back and Yeah. Once they set their stuff up and they get it. Really? Yeah. So do you, you know, know anybody yeah. that's got shit sitting there like, Hey dog, you got like a million dollars sitting in this shit. I'm sure there is. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's like huge artists who are part of, are part of a band or something, but then, but it could be tricky too, because then mm-hmm. it could have been other people who know how it works can, can, can take their percentage. So that's very tricky. There's a lot of I know stuff. a lot of YouTubers recently they went to this website called Peloton. Was it Peloton? Parrot, Parrot. 
Patron, Patron. Uh, it starts with a P and ends with the N. Patron, Patron. <laughs> Anyways, they you go onto that website or you, you could download the app. You got to start paying for their podcast now. That's how how these guys are doing now. They're, you got to pay to listen to podcasts, oh. and I and now because I'm, I'm always looking ahead. Yeah. Oh, what's my next move? Right. I'm not gonna charge anybody to listen to me, bro. I'm I listen to myself all, every day when I or when I edit my podcast. I'm not gonna charge that. But there's other ways to make money, such as merch. I got merch coming right. out soon. Um, well, and then and then, but but you know what I like about what you're doing though, and how you can grow it is, so the different people that you talk to, like let's say you talk to a fitness person. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, what if they have merch? Or what if they're a sponsor? You know, what if they have something that they sell? Uh, yeah. It's like, okay, cool. I can give you an outlet to advertise your stuff on. And this is, yeah, this well, is, that's what I say. And, and this is what it would be for you to do your own, like, you can record a thing mm-hmm. that you play on episode 56 and 57 or 59 or yeah. 52 if they, if they pay you whatever amount. You know, and then why you should you. do that, or, or the, they or they trade you something, or whatever the case yeah. is. You know, because right now you're building. I'm building. Yeah, you're building. You know, and you're building relationships, and mm-hmm. you're building like your 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 monetary stream. Mm-hmm. No, every time that someone comes on, if if they're not, they don't have a business or they're not doing anything, I'll just say, hey, if anybody has a question about what they want to get, like last week, my homeboy is a manager at the UPS store. If anybody wants to get a hold of you, maybe they're looking for a job or mm-hmm. have a question about shipping packages how can they get a hold of you so whenever at the end of the podcast i always ask people you know how can people get a hold of you or how can they get a hold of your music right and i and i give them that plug but i tell them the same thing i said look at is this is free promotion for you this might if, if you're not trying to promote anything maybe you're just you just want to let some steam off of just having a conversation that mm-hmm. you know that people are not willing to have because everybody feels like we're walking on eggshells now especially with this all the election bullshit so I tell people just just promote me too, man, because I'm I'm promoting you for free. I'm not <laughs> right. charging you anything, right. and people are listening and like just right. plug me in. So you never know, somebody might be depressed or somebody might be uh, uh, dope sick. You know, and yeah. I, I mean, I've talked about this on my podcast so many times. I won't even talk about it anymore, but I will obviously. You know, if if the if the right conversation approaches, but this podcast we're here to help, man. And I'm not yeah. trying to make money. I'm not trying to get rich. It just this is my 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 end of the week just my stress reliever you know especially everything i've been through and and growing up but uh before we get out of here i need your top 10 rappers of all time oh okay damn top 10 <laughs> top 10 that's or pretty, five five that's pretty fair that's pretty 10 good. or five i mean i, I, I was thinking five I was let's, like, let's, oh. let's see let's see where it lands between 10 and five let's okay see. i'm glad thank you for doing 10 because three's in like no way yeah no way yeah. not three. Oh, okay yeah okay so right now we got plenty. Of, I mean, we got plenty of time. Okay, but let I me let it marinate a little now. bit. Yeah, let it marinate a little bit because there's a lot. I, but ten's a lot. Ten's good. Yeah, ten, ten. I could fit some people in there. Yeah, I mean, because obviously I'm gonna ask questions. If you say a name, I'm like, who's that? Yeah. Because I, I want you're to. You're gonna say a lot of who's that? Yeah, yeah. Because you're both mostly. I mean, I'm. I know a lot of mainstream. Yeah. I mean, that's just. You know what? I do. I know a lot of undergrounds. I mean, I, I, I may, didn't grow up not, growing yeah. underground concerts. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But the underground but, but, rap that's what, always and, and that's, intrigued me, though. And that's what's tight, though, because, like, I can send you some names of people to check out. Yeah. Right? Like, you know. And well, one of my friends, he he, he, wants to, he wants me to start interviewing more rappers, and he knows a lot of rappers. But they're, yeah. they're gangster rappers. And yeah. they're no offense to any gangster rappers, you know. It's, right. I, when they get to that point, I guess it's entertainment. When they're rapping about it, it's not real life. It's just, just entertainment. But it's like. 
what are you promoting, man? Because <laughs> right. you know, man, I got my kids who listen listen to the mainstream mainstream music, and it's the stuff that they're promoting. It's like, oh man, I, what are we? Where are we? What direction are we pointing our kids now? Right, right. You know, and, and exactly. underground rap just seems to have have a message. It's like censoring. It's feel, I feel like everything's being censored now. Yeah. You can't speak uh, against. Uh, you know, they call it the Democratic or left side. You can't you can't say anything against them if, you, if you're on the right side and they start censoring you. Maybe I'm just on the wrong side. Maybe I'm just not thinking outside the box and going, wait, may, maybe this stuff is racist. Maybe this that what Donald Trump stood stood for was, you know, uh, you know, like uh, what do they call it? Uh, a, a dictatorship. Yeah. I have to think outside the box. That's why I have this podcast so I could get different minds in here and just th- to ask because the the. the mainstream media uh you know instagram uh twitter facebook everything is just it's just one big fucking i just think it's one big pile of shit man like it's so ugly now and you the, you don't you don't you're not even stressed you're just like man i'm working at home it's i'm having a great time yeah i mean to me it's kind of like i i know everyone's in a different place right and everyone mm-hmm. has i'm learning to me i used to feel that everybody kind of thought the same and thought like me but i think that was maybe I was real selfish, so I was real self-centered. So I just figured, like, why wouldn't you understand me, and why wouldn't we think the same, you mm-hmm. know, right? So now I get that everybody handles things differently and processes different. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's kind of hard to even like. I'm just the type of person who's just I'm just gonna be cool about things, anyways. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go with the flow. If I don't like something, then I'm gonna find a way to get myself out of what I don't like, and mm-hmm. if I have to. If I get to the point where I'm annoyed and and, and, I, and I need to make it known, then I'm gonna make it known or whatever. Or if mm-hmm. I if I can bow out quietly or get you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But for me, I the the more cool I could be about a situation, then the more control I am. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if there's things that are out of my control, if I just relax and let them play out and mm-hmm. just do what I need to do, then I'm all right. And so that's what I'm doing right now. Well, obviously, inside when you're at the studio and you guys are making a, making a song together and obviously i ideas are going to come different ways some people might be more you know oh take over and you're just you're in the bow whatever man i could take control or i could just yeah just chill and relax yeah it, it, it's exactly For an example like that. it's exactly like that no it's just totally like that because and you really have to be able to because i've worked with people who can't do that and I don't know that that person can never be part of a group, but <laughs> within my group, we all understand. And like if we look at the bigger picture, so like what are we? What's the purpose of the song in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. So based on that, whoever's idea makes the most sense towards that goal. Well, then that's how can you fight that, right? And then even if two people think that their ideas are going towards that goal and they don't. All right, well, then let's try both ideas and then see what we like better. Or let's try one. And sometimes you try one and then you're so into it that you're like, oh, you know what? You're right. All right let's just go with it. Mm-hmm. Or or sometimes it's just trusting your partner. Like, all right, you really feel that way about it. You really feel that strong. Like mm-hmm. that was your vision. Like, oh, you were the one who brought the beat. So this mm-hmm. is what you thought of. Mm-hmm. OK, even though I hear something else. I'm not the one who, you know, I'm not, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, the beat, if you never got the beat, I wouldn't have the thought in the first place, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, there's different ways to, like, just agree. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the, that's, that's what. And that's something that I feel you know, that, that should be implemented in what's going on today, man. It, but Maybe it's, it's what I'm watching, but you know? I Maybe think, but, I got to watch different stuff. But people aren't team players, and that's the problem, is everybody 
and, and for everybody themselves. is for themselves and self yeah. even within even within a tight knit group or even within a family like people are ultimately for themselves unless you intentionally know that you're not going to let yourself be that way and even when you do you still have moments where you are and I think that's what people can't realize or won't realize. Some people intentionally won't even choose to agree to disagree. It's just like I, I'm not gonna. I don't even want to acknowledge you, you know. And and that's what the the de, you know what I see as far as like on the political end. Like there's no like they don't want to come. Everybody's so selfish. I mean, look at what happens when they said toilet paper was gonna go out. Dude, people again. were fighting. It's happening again. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. There's supposed to be another lockdown, but it's. You can see that everybody's just, just. I'm not like that, man. You know, I'm, 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 I'm just. I can't. I mean, there's times where I want to be selfish, and there were times I was selfish yeah. when I had to get off of drugs and I had to sober up and, and make myself better. I had to lock everybody out and worry about myself and take care of myself. There was times where I had to be selfish, but. I knew eventually I was going to get, you know, just take care of myself, you know, because I have to go through this journey on my own. And, and no matter how people say they can help you, when it really comes down to, to kicking uh, heroin and stuff like that, and cocaine, you got to be on it on your own, man. There's nothing in the world that's going to take you out of, out of that dark hole. So I, I, I can agree that people are selfish. And I think it's okay sometimes to, to be selfish, no matter what you're going through. But even when you're going through it, you know, you, you got to look out for the people uh, around you, man. We're all in this together. Like I said, a yeah. million times on this podcast, I just got back from Zion National Park. Oh, not got back. I was in August. It was a big family trip, and I, and I love looking at the stars. I sit in front of my house when I get home from work. I look up at the stars. There's a satellite that comes by every day at 5.55 p.m., wow. and I see it every day. I'm outside. I'm drinking some beer. Well, just you relaxing. see a little dot It's traveling, a little dot, yeah. A little light you, traveling? It, yeah, you just see it. Have 5.55. 5.55, dog. 5.55. It used to be 6.55, but we, we filed back. So when I went to Zion, I just seen all these stars, and I seen like maybe – 20 to 30 falling stars and i just sat there and drink beer because that's what i do at home i just look mm -hmm. at the stars i said man we're so small we are so small compared to what's out there mm -hmm. and i and i said this on the podcast before we are in a spaceship and we're traveling through the stars man you could yeah you, if you looked at the actual orbit the way we're orbiting around the sun and all that it's not like this like a round circle. It's actually you're actually like this. Well, but that but that but I mean that's totally right though. We are on it. I mean just if you call the planet a spaceship, it's traveling amongst the stars mm -hmm. and we're on it. So yeah, we are on a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, that's we tight, are, dude. dude. So you're looking at this uh, I described it at this. Somebody asked me how is it? And I said I felt like because over here you can't see the many stars because of light pollution. But once you go out to the desert, you, you go, God damn, there's so many stars out here. Right, right. And it was so many stars, it felt like I was in the cockpit of a spaceship. That's how it felt like, dude. Okay. And I can't wait to go back. I just, I mean, parts of me want to, when I retire, I'll, I'm able to retire at a young age. I got maybe like 12 more years left. At, wow, at that's Yeah, dude, I, I get a nice pension and stuff like that. Uh one of my, I, I might just leave, man. I think I'm just gonna go out there in in the wilderness, and uh, not wilderness, but out there where I could uh, learn how to hunt and just, you know, chop wood. My lady, she already does all the house fixer uppers. 
She's putting wood floors in the uh, in the sec the room you just built oh, that's as fresh. we speak. That's fresh. She does all that, bro. She yeah. she trimmed the tree in the backyard. It was gonna cost us a thousand dollars. She was up there with the rope and <laughs> chainsaw. What? Yeah, dude. That's hard. Yeah, she does all the paintings and uh, paints the house and she does everything. Like, cause her dad had a gardening business and he was always a handyman, mm-hmm. handyman. And so her mom worked, and so she always hung out with her dad. So she just kind of picked that up at a young age, and that's all she does. And <laughs> all my friends laugh at me. They're like, you're supposed to be doing that. I go, nah, man. It's, I can do it. I've done stuff, yeah. but it's not my thing. I, yeah. You want me to podcast, I'll podcast the shit out of you. You know <laughs> me? But, like, how things? It's, I can do it. Yeah. Nowadays, you got YouTube. It's YouTube, and I've, I've done right, certain right. stuff. Right, right, But she uh, – I mean, she, if she's passionate about it, why oh, take it? Oh, she likes it, dude. I, I said uh, – Why take it from her? One of her cousins asked me uh, – her birthday was in May, and, and she goes, what did you get her for her birthday? And I go, I got her a tool belt, a, tool. a pink one. <laughs> That's tight. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I got some plans, man. It, and uh, they, once again, man, we still got to get to these 20 – these what do you say, 10? 10? 10. 10 rappers, man. Okay, so uh, let's say one of them – and these are not in order. These are not. I, I just, yeah, you don't have to be I'm in order. I'm just glad that you're saying. T- okay, so I'm gonna say Micah Nine. Is, Micah Nine. Micah Nine. Micah Nine. He's pro- he's probably the god of rap. Like Micah Nine is one of the. I mean, he's just the god of rap. Is like, that for is, real. That, is that Micah Nine with the the number nine, number nine or yeah? Really? So M Y K A with a number nine. But I'm, then, but I'm writing them down because I'm going to look them up. But also could be found as 9-N-Y-N-E. So, but but, the, but that's good enough. That's good enough right there because really? that will put you on the right track. You Number one, Spotify. you think? I would say he's, a, he's the god of rap. Like, really? For reals, for reals. I never heard of him. For reals. I know, but he's he's probably like. How old is he? Um, oh, he's 51. Oh, okay, so he's old school. He's old school. He's been around, but he's just like. Has he been in any songs maybe I might have heard? Um, I don't, I don't know. He's part of a group called Freestyle Fellowship. Um, he's, he's, he's just a legendary artist that he doesn't have the fame. He wasn't on that. He didn't, he didn't go that route, but he's definitely the most talented rapper that I've ever heard. He can take like. Do you remember, remember kind of like basketball, you know, they had the basketball street ballers. Uh They had skip to my Lou. And they had hot sauce and yeah, had hot sauce. Guys. The N one guy. Yeah, the N one guy. Who was the and, best one? Oh, the best one. Oh man, so that's who Mike and I would be. Yeah, exactly. So like, so so like when whenever anything happens or something something's really dope, like oh, that he Mike and I did, or that's the Mike and I that's the that's the Mike and I UPS right there. Really? Like you know this guy, he's you know, he can you know deliver. And he's well right. known, right? Yeah, he's well known. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean he he this is how he lives doing music. He's known. All over, like with big art, he's done stuff with big artists. I just, I, he's in a lot of. I mean, I just don't know any major songs that he's been on. But he's been on a. I mean, he has albums out. He has, you know, collabs with every, you know, a lot of people. But he's just not. He just didn't go that route to mm-hmm. where he's like known like an Ice Cube or anything. Mm-mm. But he's definitely known by like the Ice Cubes and everybody. He's mm-hmm. he's a uh, he's from L.A. So I would say Mike and Nine, and you definitely should definitely check. Yeah, him out. I, I wrote him down. I'm gonna look uh, him up. I mean, and it's kind of like his whole group is is his whole group. Uh, it, there's four of them. They're all prodigies. They're all super dope. And I'm not like if you heard them and really listened to them, you'll you'll get what I mean. Like they is you'll you'll trip out how four different people can be on the same song and take that concept to a completely different universe, mm. but still it be in sync. 
It's it's amazing. Wow. Like they have this song, this group, their group called Fusion Fellowship has a song called Level of Difficulty. Mm-hmm. Dude, <laughs> it's wild. Like they're rapping very like intricate. And then the things that they're saying are like difficult, like about difficult. It's, it's amazing. So mm-hmm. I would say let's, let's just put all four of them down. Okay. So that, that'll help. What's the group called? The group is called Freestyle Fellowship. I think this is the first time I actually wrote on this notepad. I usually okay. write it before the podcast. What do you think about, before we continue on, Mod Deep? What, the guys that were on my podcast recently, they said, uh, what's his name, Prodigy? Mob Deep, huh? They said Prodigy is probably the hands down. Uh, Mob Deep is, I mean, Mob Deep super dope. OG. I mean, I remember when Mob Deep first came out, like, uh, my my friend Gaja had this single. Um, maybe, she, I don't know if it was a Shook One single. But, yeah, we used to, like, freestyle to the instrumental Yeah, I think everybody has. That beat is so ill. I mean, that beat, they, they licensed the crap out of that 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 instrumental in that song period mm. but yeah mob deep is just they just have a like as new york artists they have this smooth swag flow but but still hard you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. dope I, I like mob deep a lot prodigy was really dope so we got mike mike and nine yeah freestyle fellowship, which is four guys with a total of four guys yeah. mike and three others. freestyle fellowship Who's next? Let's let's go. Um, uh, we'll jump to the east. I'm gonna say Busta Rhymes and Busta Rhymes. Really, dude. Al Al his crew, Al S, leaders of the new school. That was way back. That was like uh maybe late, that's mid '90s, early '90s, maybe even late '80s. But Al S, leaders of the new school. What, did you ever listen to his album Anarchy? Yeah. Dude, check this out. So, you know, I was raised a Christian, right? So nothing but Christian music was going to be played. But my parents had a sick-ass, uh, what is it, Iowa? Iowa? Uh-huh. The speaker systems back then, you know, nice fuck CD players. Uh-huh. They were gone. They went shopping. And so I put that anarchy. My lady would buy me my albums. She would buy me, you know, for Christmas she would get me albums because I couldn't. My parents wouldn't let me buy them. Mm-hmm. And so I was playing. And you know how it starts off, like, in here 2010 yeah. and then it starts getting real deep and demonic yeah. and, and when when the tanks came in and the nukes dropped and it started talking all deep yeah well check this out i left the album that in there and so it was christmas time no thanksgiving and we're sitting down my mom goes oh go, go put the music on so my dad goes to play music thinks yeah. christian music is going to come on this came on and my mom her eyes got all big my dad he what's going on and i ran over there i go i don't oh know it's, i go it's cursed i go it's cursed and i had you know i did what i did i took the cd out and i go i don't know what was that you know they were literally scared i mean yeah. i can only imagine if you've never heard anything like that no so my 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 uh, parents heart same boat mm-hmm. we were on the same boat so mm-hmm. i could i could imagine yeah i totally get that mm-hmm. yeah but then after that the album was fine i mean it's yeah, that was, just, he just came out with the. Have you heard of the new one? His new album is super dope. The beginning dude. is the same thing, and that's yeah. what it brought my refreshed my memory. And I was like, I remember when it, when I did it the first time because I still have those albums in my uh, back of my trunk. Yeah, I still have a shitload of old school CDs, and one of them was Busta Rhymes is one of my favorite. Do you see his comeback, dude? Yeah, dude. Do you see him? Oh, gain, he, gained he gained all that, all that weight. weight. Well, did, nice. did you see? There's like a I seen a video of him all over overweight like a long time ago, mm-hmm. like how looking like that at, at a show, and mm-hmm. he just like. Uh, he like passed out really? on the stage and fell off the stage. I think probably things like that were what motivated him to realize, like, look at myself. 
and then he yeah he's a he came back to being a beast again yeah he, he was like that he was he was he, i remember he used to be fit before he got big, right right he, was and he just did it again he had to take supplements though man. but see this guy he's been like you gotta think about it he's so og that he's just probably buried in the studio helping people make hits after mm. hits after hits that he's just drinking and partying he's and hanging paid. out with Kali. he's gotten big OG. That, and then now that it was time to release his album he started seeing what it is he wanted he probably wanted to, to be healthy again yeah 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 because he's yeah. gonna have to you know do Plus some the rhymes definitely someone who's super you know how paved the I way I forgot what I was going to say Yeah he uh, He's definitely Definitely one of I mean Definitely one of my favorite rappers I love the way he rapped He rapped fast And he was just and Now he's just chilling huh Yeah I mean He's he's a monster He's you know He's the boss Damn He's the king dragon <laughs> The king dragon So who else do we got Okay so Since you said You, you used to listen To Christian rap Or you used yeah, to Yeah Do you know who Tunnel Rats are And LPG uh, Okay so So Tunnel Rats Is a he really dope How about Roar You ever heard of Roar I never heard of Roar oh, Okay I still have the yeah. album In my trunk So <laughs> So Tunnel Rats Is like a They're like an underground They're underground hip hop Guys They're Christian mm -hmm. And they're like Probably like the best Christian rappers ever Right They're really dope and I know I say everybody's the best, but I'm not. I'm not, I'm not lying. These guys are like really no, I, I believe underground you. stuff. And um, there's a guy there, part like the the main head or the main originators, I guess, would be LPG, which is Dax and Journey. I would say let's put Journey on that list. He's an amazing uh, MC, like super creative. I think that's the guy's name. Super creative. I think like, that's the guy's name. Journey. He came out with the CD called Roar. I, don't know if it's I could be wrong though. I, be, I yeah. probably am wrong. Journey. J U R N Y. He probably could be found more in Tunnel Rats, but I mean, he's, that that guy like super super dope, super creative, super innovative. Um, everything that guy does is fresh, and he don't even really rap that much too anymore. He's more like, mm -hmm. he's 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 older than me. So he's had on, been on the family life for a while, but every once in a while he'll surprise everybody and drop a jewel, drop a really? little, little short album or something. He's super dope. Um, yeah, but that's a Christian rapper. And then we'll add another Christian rapper. We'll add Pigeon John. Pigeon John. Yeah. Yeah, that guy is super cool, super dope. Why is it that these guys, I mean, obviously – these guys, these last two you talked about, even the first one, we'll, we'll keep Bus Rams out of it, that are rapping and their flow, their style, their message is just so clean and clear and positive. Why is it that the, the mainstream media puts the other garbage on? Well, I mean, then that's a whole different other. That, that could be a rabbit hole. That could be like, yeah. are they trying to like, just, are they trying to force it? Just, it just confuses and, me, and, and, you know? And brainwash you into something. Or it could be just like, well, I mean, and there's That's a lot to it. So, like, right now, like I said, we can make that same song that we were talking about making a little while ago mm -hmm. and go pay ten thousand, pay for a $10,000 radio package mm -hmm. and get our song played. Really? Like, yeah. And then maybe if we're less known, maybe it might cost us 20000 because yeah, we're not right. part of a label. You know, like, you know, so we... Uh, it's different. Like, it's weird. So, like, let's say I have a huge label. Let's say we get the lottery. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I got eighty. Nine billion dollars. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna make every one of my independent rap friends famous. 
I'm, I'm gonna pay the every radio station so to, to thousands pay. and thousands of dollars to pay their shit over and over all, all day, and then as soon as the soon as the people hear it enough times, it don't matter what they're you know they're gonna like it. That's they're, what that's what I wanted to tell you. I, w- I was thinking about this earlier because we were talking about Buster Rhymes going back. What do you think about that? Have you seen that stuff? It's called Versus. Buster Rhymes oh, is supposed oh. to battle. I know and, Young and, Jeezy's right, supposed to and battle. I, and I don't really think so. I don't know what I, that I know is. I know so what it is is like. Um, Are they just gonna play their songs? So I yeah. So basically, what it is is like like they're not really battling. It's like they're they're both in the studio with or together or and they're separate, playing their songs and they're playing their songs. Some of them are rapping them or some of them are DJing them. Like mm-hmm. early on, I think who did I see? I seen I see Redman and I seen some. I, I seen a couple. I've of seen them. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple of them and they're just going playing their songs back and forth. But the Snoop Dogg one, I think Snoop Dogg was rapping his. But I think he was rapping it over his vocals anyway. I saw one with T.I. and I forgot who else it was. Yeah, I know T.I. I know uh, Busta Rhymes that called out T.I. And then mm-hmm. T.I. didn't want to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that too. And then Busta Rhymes kind of, you know, he took that. I don't know. I, I think he, he didn't take it too well. You guys should do something like that. Play your music. That'd be a good fucking YouTube, like fucking yeah. YouTube live. Beyond Acid. <laughs> play your guys' music and then get like another crew you know or something do something like that yeah I mean there's a lot of different ideas that I think you know could work it's just getting the time just, huh? it's just putting it together the right way and yeah. not, not making it look like something else that's already been done and, mm-hmm. you know okay so we got Pigeon John mm-hmm. who's next we got okay we got okay so now let's go let's go okay let's get so um so let's go to Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. So let's just call him Dell, D E L. This dude is you you I know you've heard Dell. He has what song is he? He has songs on the radio. Mr. Dabalita, Mr. Bob Dabalina, Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Rob Dabalina. That's like an old, old song. But he has like he's I think his cousin is Ice Cube. He's done a lot of ghost writing. He's put out a lot of albums. He's super innovative. Mm. Like Souls of Mischief's bigger crew is called a Hieroglyphics. He's like the I think the leader of Hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics. I think I heard of them. But he's mad. He's he's super um, innovative and he's like just the OG West Coast pioneer. Uh, we'll say someone that people know. I mean, man, Tim is so amazing. Has a lot. Um, let's say, let's say Nas, dude. I really like Nas. I think Nas like is the epitome of like just like cool like he's able to just spit a rap even his simplest shit sounds super cool the way he says it and and he has that gift of where like he sat down right now he was like let's say he was at the radio station they hey spit a freestyle he's like well i don't really have a freestyle i don't really freestyle like that but you know let me Give, give me like 10 minutes. Let's go to a commercial break and, 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 and give me 10 minutes. I'll come really? back and something. He'll come back and he'll spit it and it'll sound like he's known it forever. Wow. Right. So he's like that. He's just mad, create mad, prolific. And just to me, I, like, I can't, uh, I can't say that I can listen to his albums, all of his albums from like top to bottom, but there's enough songs in each of his albums to where he's just super solid and he's able to do that by himself mm-hmm. over and over and over and over and over again forever mm-hmm. since I was young since I was a teenager just really just you know fi- you know really really discovering how dope hip hop was mm-hmm. um, so yeah, what about Immortal Technique I think so I, I mean I, Immortal Technique is dope I mean I think he's really dope but 
I really didn't catch on. Like I didn't catch on to him the way other people did. Like other mm. like when I heard about him, everybody was already like, "What? You don't know who Mortal Technique is?" And yeah, blah, me blah, too. Blah. Oh, and I was like, "Oh man!" And then I heard his stuff and I liked it. And honestly, like like some of the stuff I heard oh, at first, someone I was like, "Is that Nas?" I thought there was some like unreleased Nas stuff that I heard. And I, I thought he was sounding like Nas to me at first. I don't know if those are, that was. I know some of the songs remind me of Tech Nine. And then yeah, so you, so you think like Tech Nine? Yeah, I listen to Tech Nine. Yeah, uh, are you? Uh, you think uh, Mortal Technique sounds like Tech Nine? A little bit. Some of the songs. That's crazy. That's crazy. But um, just the aggressive, being the, aggressive. Oh yeah, the aggressiveness. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, I like what what um, he's talking about. We've done actually done some shows with the Mortal Technique. Really cool. Yeah, I've done a few, and um, you know, but I mean. I would he wouldn't make my list only because I feel like I'm a little bit older mm-hmm. so so like he he's not someone who inspired me like how mm-hmm. some of these other, these other guys did okay so uh let me see who else can we put let's put um let's put lyrics born lyrics born yeah He's from a crew called um, uh, uh, Soul Sides, which is like a big collective. But he's also from a crew called um, Latirix, which is Lyrics Born and his partner Latif. And they're another set of really creative guys. Lyrics Born is an Asian dude mm-hmm. from um, Oakland or from the Bay somewhere out there. And dude, those his he's super super dope. Like he pushes the envelope really ill. Like. Early on, his raps were just super, like, like jazzy, dopey rap, like, just dope styles. And then, that, and then he kind of evolved. He sings and stuff in it, and he has a way of just making shit sound really dope. Like, he's born as dope. Okay, so we got The Good Life. No, The Good Life was the spot. We got uh, Mike and Nine, Freestyle Fellowship. Busta Rhymes. Journey. Mm-hmm. Pigeon John. Who is that? Dell from the Hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm. Nas. And Lyrics Born. Yeah. How many is that? Eight? Shit. Was that eight? The, what did I say? The Good Life. Where did that come from? So, because the Good Life is what is the, that was part of a story, different story. Oh, okay. that's the video. That's the, oh, that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, Netflix. That's the Netflix. Netflix. My bad. Yeah, I have. I've never took notes as I'm podcasting, but yeah, I, I want to look all yeah, these yeah. people up. Okay, the good life. I'll say we go one, one two. Nine. So, but three. the freestyle is just total four. So that's five. That's four. What am I gonna? I got seven. seven. I think we're cool with seven, right? All right, you get, yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you want to throw more well, in there. Well, here's the thing. Like, I really appreciate a lot of this shit. So there's, I could talk about a bunch of these guys. I think seven, you guys get it. Like, I think, I think the point you were trying to make was. There's a lot of really dope, creative people that you haven't heard of that people might not have heard of, but they'll inspire someone like me to be able to to be another person that someone else might not have heard of, but someone else has, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, that's cool. That's tight. Yeah, there, there's seven people here. I think if you if you look at those people, you'll you'll you know, you'll enjoy yourself, and it'll it'll open you up to new other people. Yeah, I th- that's what this podcast is about: is opening up and learning and. Like I talked about earlier, the last, the last year of podcasting, I've gotten to meet new people and just get them here and just interview them and 
just get to know them and it's just it's just rugged it's raw yeah. you know and I, and I love it but i'm gonna go back over it one more time for the listeners so you guys if you want to listen to some underground rappers um we should listen to them from what spotify youtube wherever you like yeah youtube pandora Probably youtube huh? whatever yeah, but spotify but what's really good with spotify and pandora is like artists get you know they, that helps generate their income if they're if they're on there they're getting paid for that so it, Pandora, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, even YouTube too, but uh, I don't know if uh, sometimes it could be somebody else who uploaded it, so the artist might not be getting it. I really like Spotify uh, a lot. Spotify, okay. YouTube, and, and that's still not not a bad thing. Again, it's promotion. Mm-hmm. Whatever works for the for whoever's gonna listen. I wouldn't say don't go. Li- you know, I would say whatever's easier for you. Just look these guys up. Okay, so we got Micah Nine. He's from the Freestyle Fellowship. Freestyle Fireship. We got Buster Rhymes. I think people know who Buster Rhymes is. Then we got Journey. What's that? Journey. He's from Tunnel Rats. Tunnel Rats. And then we got Pigeon John. Then we got Dale from the Hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics. We got Nas. And then we got Lyrics Born. Yep. So look those people up and take a listen to, man. I mean. I'm gonna do it. I'm, I I need to listen to other things besides what what mainstream is throwing at me, man. I, I need to broaden my my perspective on on life because uh, what's being thrown at me right now on my phone and the algorithms of everything. It's just I, everything just feels whack and it's depressing. So I, I have to broaden my, my 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 perspective and and you know do other things man so I'm, yeah. I'm glad you're on the show tell the people how they can get a hold of you or how they can get a hold of your music the best way would go to um, go to our website that's acidlabrecords.com and right there you can see my group acid rain you can see myself beyond you can see all the other artists you just click on whichever one of us you want to look at and it'll take you right to our music so it's as simple as acidlabrecords.com and clicking links well, before I go, I always tell my my guests to to let us go. You know, give us a encouragement or just you know give a piece, like if, you know, saying goodbye to someone or I'll see you next time. I mean, yeah, most most definitely. I mean, de- I mean, I, I really appreciate coming. I definitely want to be back. So, in the meantime, I just want everybody to just whatever it is that you've been thinking about doing or you've been planning to do but you're just not doing it or you're just not motivated enough to just get up and do it just fight that urge to stop and just do get up and do it i know there's something it could be something real simple or it could be a major project but whatever it is get up and do it it's time time's now get up and do it once again man i want to thank all my listeners from around the world want to thank my listeners that are local, all my family and friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I love you guys. Thank you for the support. If you guys got any inquiries or you want to be on the podcast, you can always hit me up on the Raider and a Saint at Outlook.com. That's the Raider and a Saint at Outlook.com. You can hit me on, on Instagram. Type in the Raider and a Saint. You guys want to get a hold of me? Just just hit me up. I, once again, I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you so much. I will see you next week. Once again, be nice, be respectful, love each other, open the door, smile, give. Even if it's the last shirt you have, give it off your back to someone who needs a need. I'm here for you guys, just like you're here for me. This is Steven Gaxiola, and you are listening to the Raider and the Saint. And I'm out. Out. Oh. Yeah, we're
tight, dude.